Thank you for joining the ladies of Her Portion Podcast. Come, pull up a seat at the table, because you are welcome here. Grab your Bible and a pen, and let's dig into God's Word together. Take a moment and pray that God would open your heart to Him as you listen. So without further ado, let's get right into today's portion. Hey, it's Hannah here, and welcome back to Her Portion. I hope you're having a good week so far. On the topic of personal devotions this month, I've really enjoyed listening to Jackie and Crystal's episodes. They were so helpful and encouraging and spot on, so I encourage you to listen to theirs if you haven't already, and then, of course, um, Courtney's will be next week, which I know will be a blessing too. Psalm 61 verses 1 through 4 says, Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. In this psalm, David is clearly crying out to God in distress. It's uncertain whether he was fleeing from Saul or Absalom at this point. David's relationship with the Lord, though, is a beautiful example of just how personal our God really is. David pours out his soul to him, and he just never seems to hold back. David shows his tears and anguish. We see that in Psalm 56, and we see that David knows that God bottles them. David shows his anger and hurt towards his enemies, and he prays and asks God some pretty violent requests towards them, like smashing their teeth. (laughs) And we see God responding to that, that he will take care of the wicked and his enemies. There was a time when I was newly saved that I had a period of feeling very alone for various reasons. I went through some trials and heartache as a new believer by hurt that had been done to me by other Christians. I remember opening God's word on my bed every night, just weeping, and God led me to Psalms. And for the first time, I learned that even though my earthly friends had forsaken me, God, my heavenly father, would be my very best friend in this life. And I learned this through his relationship with David. I learned how to talk to God through much of David's example. After all, if David could pray like that and God respond and bless him, then I could too, right? I love Psalm 61 because it's just a snippet of everything that I'm talking about. Um, Verse 1 says, Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. David's telling God that he's coming to him earnestly in brokenness as he uses the word cry here. Verse 2, From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. David's saying no matter where he's at, even in the depths of this earth, he will always cry out to God because he knows that God is his help. The word overwhelmed here means to immerse and bear down, to crush between something violent and weighty. David's saying his heart feels like it's being crushed. It's too much for him to bear. When you feel broken and you feel like you're being crushed to pieces, you'd probably agree with me that you're feeling pretty low. While David is saying, when he feels that way, lead me to the rock, to the one who is never crushed to pieces, the one who is solid and sure that is higher than him, his resting place. David had a very personal walk with God. After all, God said David was a man after his, his own heart. That means David lived to know and seek God with his whole being. This is what God wants from us. God wants us to know him very personally. 
First Chronicles 16.11 says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Without a relationship with God, we are crushed by the weight of the world. Without a personal walk with him, we will become overwhelmed to the point of depression, confusion. These feelings of overwhelm can really lead us to a bad place mentally if we do not turn to the one who is higher than us. So, I bring all that out because I hear some things from women pretty often, whether it's in our church or online. And that can look like this. They don't feel comfortable crying in front of God. They feel too guilty over sin that they just feel too undeserving and unworthy to talk to God, even though they've asked for forgiveness. Or they miss a day of Bible reading or a few days or a week and they feel too ashamed to start again. They feel beat down over their failures to keep up with a Christian influencer who just seems to perfectly never falter in their personal devotions. They can't keep up or they're not as good as so-and-so because they don't study the Bible for an hour every day, they don't write out scripture, or they don't even do their devotions in the morning. I hear these things, I really do, and it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because this is all the devil, throwing things in our minds just to keep us from what's really important, which is going back to God no matter what. And we fall for it, and I say that because I've been there. So here's the problem. Devotions are personal because they aren't meant to be the same as someone else's. Do you know just how detailed and delicate and precious you really are to God? Read Psalm 139. God knew you before your own mother knew you. God knew you were in her womb before she even knew. He gave you your unique personality that is different from anyone else's on this earth. And why did he do that? Because he wanted a unique relationship with you. So with that being said, it's okay to look at what other people do in their personal devotions because you learn from them. You can grow in another area and learn more about the Lord, how you can talk to him freely and so forth. Just like I mentioned earlier that I learned from David's example. But I want to encourage you, if you're the one feeling defeated and like you don't measure up because all your friends post these amazing organized devos that they have and it's just totally not where you're at, I just want to encourage you that your relationship and walk with God is personal and it's not supposed to look like someone else's. You should meet with God every day, even if you're just starting out and only reading a chapter a day, even if you haven't found how to sit and pray alone, or you have little ones who don't really let you do that, but you spend all day talking to God as you do what you need to do throughout the day, guess what? It all counts because the goal isn't to be like someone else, but as Jackie and Crystal mentioned, it's to know God and walk with him for who he is. God knows exactly where you're at in life. He knows the stage of life you are in, and God is gracious and full of mercy. We act like devotions are a test every day, and if we don't do it this way and that way, then we failed. Think about marriage. You live with that person, and you get to know them more and more every day because you love them. And because you love them, you grow, and you start to change, and you mature. You're not checking it off that you talk to them. You communicate because you love them. You're not, well, I hope you're not comparing every tiny thing in your marriage to someone else's marriage. And here's the thing, only you and God know if you're really putting effort in. You know when you're ignoring his voice that says, you have to read my word right now. And you respond with, I know, but I need to do this, or I would rather do this. 
If you're focused on guilt of not doing it good enough, I'd say that's likely the devil. If you feel guilty because you're avoiding doing it when you know you can, that's likely conviction from the Lord. When I had my son, he was my first child, I lived in guilt over devotions, and that's why I'm so passionate about this. Because before I had him, I could read, and I did read, nine or more chapters a day, and I could pray for hours. I learned a lot, though, after I had him. I learned pretty quick that that wasn't possible anymore, but I wish that someone would have told me that it was okay, that God didn't expect my time with him to look the same. So fast forward six years when I had my youngest, and after I had her, my devotions had to change again for a season. Her birth and the few months after were pretty rough for me, and I could only walk around my house while holding her and praying. That was my prayer time. But the difference is now, this time, I knew better and I knew God and I didn't put unnecessary pressure on myself. I've also learned that I can pray and ask God what my devotions should look like in this season of life that I'm in when I feel that it's rough. So read the Psalms and you'll see just how personal your relationship with God can be. For me and where I'm at right now, I purpose to get up before my kids and I usually pray first and then I'll read my Bible based off of the Bible plan I made on my Instagram page for this year. But I'll be honest with you, some days my little girl who is one will get up five minutes after me, no matter how early I get up and how quiet I am. (laughs) And let me tell you, when she's up, it's go time. Sure, I can read my Bible but I'll have no clue what I read. And on days like these, I'll save it for nap time or before bed. And you know what? I don't beat myself up anymore. Why? Because I've grown in my relationship with God and I've learned, I've learned him now and to know that he's not mad about that. So to end, I just want to encourage you again to make your devotions personal, truly personal. It's not personal if you're stuck comparing It's not personal if you cannot or are not being open with him. And it's not personal if you're avoiding him and his word. Make your relationship with him truly personal, just like David, and your life will change. You'll know him and love him more. Thank you for joining us today on Her Portion. We hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's word. We encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the scriptures. Until next time.